0: Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is Meditation and Mindfulness with Rabbi Adam Klickfeld. Okay, good morning uh, to those hordes who are here in Pilch Hall and Temple Beth Am on our Friday morning Ishukag of Thanksgiving. Hello to those uh, who remain on Zoom and hello to anyone who's watching this live on Facebook, either on my profile or the Temple Beth Hom page, and also hello to anyone who's listening to this at any time on the Temple Beth Hom podcast. It's Friday morning. uh It's the day in between Thanksgiving and Shabbat. It's an opportunity for us to go deep into selves uh, and claim a few moments where the only thing that exists is our mind, our awareness of the positioning of our body, and our intent to charge the moment with a sense of spiritual, uh, alertness, uh, and intention. Um, part of the parsha that I'm thinking about today that could be a, um, an engine for a meditation is based on one half of a famous Rashi on a famous verse in the Torah in Parshat Vayetze. It's in Parshat Vayetze that Yaakov sees Rachel by the well, and he's so taken by her, and he's moved to have this superhuman strength to remove the stone covering of the well so she can give water to her flock. And the Torah says that, um that uh, Jacob kissed Rachel, and he raised up his voice and he wept. And every single person who's ever read the Torah on, in any century Who's read that verse has asked the primary question: Why does he cry? What is the uh, the cause and the meaning of his weeping after he kisses her? Um, the easiest answer, which is one that is not given by the um, most medieval commentaries, because most medieval commentaries are not sentimental in this regard. Michael, you mind just closing all the way up? Is that um, you know sometimes we cry tears of joy. He had found his beloved, and so he cried. Uh, and that works, I think, in the 20th, 21st centuries. I'm not sure um, in the era of biblical writings and in the thousands of years in between that that would have come to them as an explanation, but it could come to us. Rashi gives two explanations. I want to give focus on one of them. The, the one of the two that Rashi says is that Yaakov had no idea he was going to meet Rachel. He was unprepared. He came empty-handed. Yadaiim rekaniot. Uh, compared to the previous generation, when his mother, Rivka, is first met, not actually by his father, but by the person who's going to lead him to his father, Abraham's servant, he's laden down with gifts to give to whomever he's going to meet. He was there offering good stuff. And Yaakov wept because he saw the person he was going to spend the rest of his life with, and he had nothing to offer her in that moment. I want to say two things about that that made a take on it. First thing I want to say about it is that there's a lovely teaching that Rashi is giving us that one should always be prepared and that one should come to moments both that you plan and moments that might happen with um, with something to offer, with uh, an intent to uh, give something to that experience, that person, to that moment. Because when you're in a moment when you have nothing to give and you wish you had something to give, It hurts. Like Yaakov experienced, and he cried. But part two is we always have something to give. And if I could, if I could get inside Rashi's commentary and speak to Yaakov himself, and say, Yaakov, you had a lot to give. You had your love to give. You had your tenderness to give. You had your attention to give. You had your presence to give. You had so much. You didn't have any jewels. You didn't have any bangles to put on her arms. But you didn't have to cry for that reason. You had so you had the most important things to give. So I think both those things are true. We should come with gifts. And even if we don't have gifts, we always have something to give. That in mind, I invite you to close your eyes. If you haven't already. Think into this moment. This moment, if you will, as a gift. Whatever happens today, no one can take these moments from you. And whatever's happening in the world, and there's a lot happening in the world, Whatever is coming through our inboxes and our text messages, nothing can intrude upon this. Not the sounds you hear in the background. Not your to-do list, which will be waiting for you. In fact, to this moment, you can bring the very things that Yaakov was concerned he did not have to bring, all of yourself. Funnel all of yourself to this moment, whatever those words mean to you. Focusing every part of your body to this moment. As soon as your mind becomes aware of a part of your body, just direct it to this, direct your chest to this, direct your loins to this, direct your shoulder to this, direct your head to this. And direct every part of your mind to this. If you see your mind straying and it will happen, come back. I'm sitting and holding my position and breathing and meditating and I'm giving it everything so I can get something. Yaakov wept, says Rashi, because he had empty hands. He didn't have presents to give to his beloved. How do you come prepared for your important moments? How do you come prepared so you're not weeping for being empty handed or not resulting in others weeping? How do you come prepared to pray? With something to offer that experience. How sad it is to pray and not to pray to come to prayer and bring nothing to it. You can think about the pathos being empty handed, moment of connection with a person, or even in a moment of connection with yourself and your spiritual world. And now think of moments coming up and the thrill it will be for you and for others to come laden with gifts, overflowing with offerings. So prepared that no matter how much you give, you will have left over. What a delight to have something to offer. And what a delight to know that you do not need physical gifts in order to be able to give. And to turn tears of disappointment and self into tears of wonder and gratitude that you are present and ready and generous and give it. You can open your eyes. Back to the surface. Back to this moment. Share the screen and we'll say the closing meditation prayer together three times. May we and all beings have happiness in the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering in the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. May we live in great equanimity May we all be free of suffering and the cause of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. And may we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. I say to you all, Shalom and Shabbat Shalom. Namaste and have a good day.